morning and welcome. Happy Thursday, Patriot Radio News Hour. I got some great news. I've got some good news. And I got some bad news. The bad news is this is the last show of the week. You know, I'm going to be flying on an airplane tomorrow, so there will be no show Friday. So you'll hear this one again. I know that's that's the bad news and the good news, right? <laughs> Depending on what side of the fence you might be thinking, that's the that's great news. Uh, no show tomorrow uh, as we're heading up to Johnstown. Remember, Colorado, we're coming. It's going to be big. It's going to be fun. And I want everybody to be there, whether you're you're buying product, selling product, trading product, whether you just want to put a face to the name. If you've never bought from us, come on down. We are going to be at KHNC. Saturday from 11 to 2. We're going to have a barbecue there, uh, free lunch for everybody that's going to be there well, until we run out of food, which which may happen the way uh, it's looking. It's going to be a big event. We got a, we got a barbecue there. We got giveaways. Uh, our, our new office is going to be there. Wait till you see this. I'm so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a brand new show coming to Colorado. We're going to bring new advertisers, and we're going to do it all. But it all starts Saturday, 2 South Parish Avenue in Johnstown, Colorado. If you need the address, it's right on our website. So if you go to allamericangold.com, uh, you know, kind of where we've been putting the cartoons and all those things, uh, the, the location, the event, the time, all of that uh, will be there for you. Another, just another reminder, I talked to Jason yesterday, uh, the... The bridge on the just west on the west side of Milliken, the bridge is out there. So uh, if you're kind of near Greeley, uh, make sure you know take the alternative routes and, and take give yourself a little more time. Apparently that bridge is going to be out, uh, I, I guess, through the weekend at least, if not longer. So just a little, you know. Hey, we give you the news. We're going to give you traffic. Whatever it is, we'll try to help you out. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. Of course, as the website I told you, allamericangold.com. Uh, it's going to be, well, I'm just really excited. So no show tomorrow. This show will repeat. Uh, then we'll be back again on Monday. So, so don't worry. It won't be too long of a break. I will tell you that I want to point out a really, uh, it's a, a good interview. It, it, it's a little dry. I will say that. But uh, Watchdog.com on our website today, they did a great interview uh, w- about the pensions and what what is real, what isn't. And, and the part that I love about it the best is they provide you a way for you to research it yourself, which is the thing that I love the best because, uh, you know, it, it's hard. I, I don't want to call people that a lot of people out there directly call them bald-faced liars, but there's so much misinformation out there. Uh, but make sure you go and listen to that. It's, it's about 25, 30 minutes. Uh, one of the other things I want to point out to you, and maybe this will make you feel better, and you know that we had, had to change our website, upgrade our website uh, last year, and, and I know that causes a lot of heartburn for people. Uh, but the reason why I did it is so we can be a little as safe as we possibly can, and you'll you'll hear about what happened to uh, the people that were putting the pension report out there. Yet yeah, miraculously, uh, right as they get the real news out there, their website gets hacked and gets taken down. 
Uh, but make sure you give it a listen. It's on our website today. Uh, and like I said, the best part is they give you a place for you to go look for yourself. And and it's a it's really just math and, and following it. And 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 one of the things that I liked the best was you know they call these things crisis. We've got a a pension crisis. We've got an entitlement crisis. We've got a trade crisis, right? And all of these things, they call them crisis. They're not crisis. It's a plan. It's deliberate. And and it's been going on for far too long. And, and the people that have the power, they control the message. They control the media. They control what you hear. They try to control what you hear. And, and it's getting harder and harder, you know, when I think about uh, whether it was uh, what was going on with Alex Jones. Now you go out to watch all you see what's happening there. Listen, it's getting hard to get the truth out there. They don't want it out there. Uh, but this is why you tune in right here each and every day, and we're able to do it through uh, you supporting us. And when you buy products from us, that's what keeps us all going. Uh, we had the ECB out today, Mario Draghi. Uh, I'll tell you what he had to say. We've got more more updates on the quote-unquote trade war uh, and then some very interesting comments from the number two guy at J.P. Morgan. In other words, you know, normally we hear about uh, what Jamie Dimon has to say, but the no, the number two guy, he was out warning, another warning. Listen, they're out there. They are out there about what is real in the market, what is not real in the market, uh, saying that, hey, we're in store for somewhere between a 20 to 40% correction in the market. Uh, we'll get to that as well. Uh, Abercrombie & Fitch, uh, L Brands, which is your Victoria's Secrets, uh, both struggling, Hovanian Homes. Uh, with a bad number today. Matter of fact, uh, Abercrombie & Fitch is closing more stores, 60 more stores closing there. Uh, bad news for all of you that need to buy an automobile. I've got an update on what it's going to cost. Uh, new, well, I shouldn't say new highs, but get used to this. Uh, just quickly, the average interest rate on an automobile just went to nine-year highs. We'll talk about that so much more next. 800-951-0592. Remember, they're not here for you. And I, I keep trying to explain it. Maybe this will help. You know, the Fed has raised rates five times. Supposedly, number six is coming this month. Uh, we'll see. I think it is. But I'm not sure, you know, the, the trade thing, right? You know, that's going to mess everything up. Yet you haven't been getting, you're not getting a cent more for your savings. No. Because they said it's sticky. But yet, uh, matter of fact, nine straight weeks in a row, 30-year fixed mortgages have gone up nine straight weeks in a row to a new high that we haven't seen in years, right? So that means anybody buying a new home, your monthly payment just keeps rising. Uh, just just out of automotive news today, last month the average interest rate on a new vehicle loan reached its highest levels 
since the third quarter of 2009. And guess what? No, you know, that was last month. We know they've gone higher since then. Uh, they, they, they said that the federal rate increases made last year trickled down to vehicle finance. See, it's, it's the trickle down. <laughs> what was that? Trickle down economics, right? That was Larry Kudlow. Yeah, the guy that they want to replace uh, Cone with. You know, that was during the Reagan years, the trickle down. Well, we just give rich people more money, it'll trickle down to the poor folks. Well, apparently, if the Federal Reserve raises rates, it doesn't trickle down into your savings accounts and your, you know, your CDs, but apparently it trickles down everywhere else. I wonder if that's an inflation. Because it costs more. It doesn't matter if the price didn't go up or not. Minimum payment on credit cards, more. Minimum payment now on an auto loan, more. Minimum payment on the mortgage, more. Hmm. The average interest rate shot up above 5% to 5.2%. If it takes out 5.6, you know, then we're talking about 10-year highs, which looks like this year is going to happen. Uh, the Fed benchmark interest rate between one and a quarter and one and a half percent. Uh, we're starting to see the trickle down effect from the rate increases, the rate increasing happening at the federal level, they said. The decline in the number of auto loans with a two to three percent interest rate and an increase in loans with four to seven percent rate drove overall sales down. See, that tends to happen. Hey, wait a minute. The car's already expensive. Now the interest rates are starting to rise. All of a sudden, I'm less interested in buying. You get the folks who have really good credit that get some sort of interest rate subsidies from the automaker, but that's about it. The in-between borrowers, yeah, I guess, uh, which is most of America, not too much in between. It's just flat out more. Uh, and again, these are the things that they talk about. And I love how they talk about, oh, my God, the things are going to cost more with this quote-unquote trade war. But yet they don't say anything about things cost them more as rates go up. Apparently that's, that's fine. <laughs> right? Because that just affects the poor folk, right? Us rich folk, we just pay cash. So we don't have to worry about interest rates. We don't care about that. But uh, and nonetheless, I just thought it was uh, just something that needs to be pointed out, and 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 it's kind of the whole the whole problem with what we given all of that giveaway to the corporations out there. That thousand dollar bonus, if you're lucky enough to get one, is getting eaten up by the 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 rise in rates and guess what next year you're not going to get that bonus how about this one this was this was from our our silent partner glenn uh just great stuff i don't know if you know so the west virginia teacher strike ended uh they got a five percent pay raise now i know that sounds like a lot it is a lot i mean no one gets that anymore uh but they hadn't had one in four years so they're still, even with the 5%, they're still poorer than they were five years ago. Uh, but that teacher strike ended. I heard that Phoenix teachers are mounting uh, 
uh, getting ready to do some marches as, as, you know, we're down near the bottom as well. Listen, everybody needs more money. Baltimore, I, I didn't even know this. Well, I guess I did, and I just didn't pay that much attention. They don't have heat in the schools. And, and I, they, they don't have the money to pay for the heat, so they just don't turn it on. And and then I saw this. This came from Glenn. Even though they don't have heat in the school because they can't afford it, the Baltimore mayor is offering to send 60 busloads of kids to an anti-gun rally in Washington, D.C., and he wants to give all the kids food and a free T-shirt. And, of course, not to mention, hey, go ahead and not go to class today so we can pay to send you to an anti-gun rally. We can't afford We don't have any money to pay for the heating bill. <laughs> but we'll find some money to bust some kids to a, an anti-gun, I guess, an anti-gun rally with free T-shirts and food. This is what's happening. First of all, that's not your place. Right? I didn't, and, and I, you know what? I don't live in Baltimore. I don't live in Maryland. It, it, it's Baltimore's problem. It's Maryland's problem. But this is kind of what's happening where all of these people are trying to, you know, I guess create the moral fiber of our children. Whether it's your moral fiber or not, that's not their job. Their job is to educate. You know what? I got to feel, I'm just saying. I think the children would learn a little better if the heat worked at the school. I, I think they would learn a little better. I don't think they learn anything by going to this rally. Other than, you know what they learn? They're, they're kids. Hey, I get to miss school today. That's what they learned. And it's just, how did, how, how did that happen? What is wrong with the people in Baltimore? Of course, now I'll say this. Baltimore will say, hey, listen, there's a lot of shooting here, too, right? They're Chicago, then Baltimore, and, and I, I guess I can understand it, too. Uh, I can't. I can't even understand it. You don't have the heat on. And then, you know, you, you start thinking about all the other things uh, that we've been talking about when it comes to uh, all of these morality issues and all of these uh, CEOs trying to uh, cast down upon us what it is that we should or should not believe in. And and they talk about this unfair trade and how terrible it is and Americans don't want these jobs and it's going to have things cost more. Yet I just told you. Federal Reserve's taking care of that for you. <laughs> you don't have to worry about any trade war. Rates are going higher, and it's going to take care of it. By the way, the 10-year note, 286. The 7-year note, 281. The 5-year note, 268. We're getting ready to write this, this yield curve inversion uh, seemingly getting closer and closer, and and nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to distract you with nonsense and 
and and all this other stuff. And then you really, when you start to think about what is really happening, right? How about this? Hovanian, right? The home builder, right? They talk about, listen, new home sales are, are relatively decent. I mean, I know they've been falling, but they came out with earnings. They lost, they lost $30 million in the last quarter, 21 cents a share. They said that revenue declined 24%. Deliveries fell 20%. Chief executive said the company was in a transition period because of adverse impacts of having to pay off debt. (laughs) When the high-yield market was closed to the company. Well, I guess what, apparently it's still going to be closed. As a result, they were unable to replenish land positions. And, of course, really what they're trying to say is, hey, listen, the debt market's getting expensive now. And now all of a sudden, us buying some more land isn't looking all of that all that feasible. I'm just saying. I, I don't know how all of this is going to play out. Uh, I, I really, truly don't. Today they're talking about, Oh, hey, there's room in the tariffs for Mexico and Canada. Yeah. If they renegotiate NAFTA. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Trump's a genius now, right? You know, of course he is. Listen, he he said he was the negotiator. He's negotiating. By the way, they want to trade. Now, this is the Wall Street Journal. I haven't seen it yet. But the Wall Street Journal's reporting that the White House is saying they want to reduce our trade deficit with China by $100 billion. And I think we run, I'll get the exact number in in between the break, but we run, I think, about a $400 billion a year deficit with China. And getting $100 billion of it back is a good start. Here's the problem. I don't know if it's possible. And what I mean by that is a lot of the things that we get from China no longer even exist here. Steel and aluminum, we still have some steel plants. We still have, not very many, but we still have a few aluminum plants. So there's something to work with. A lot of these places in China, listen, are, are great Dow components and our publicly traded companies, they they boxed it all up and sent it to China. They sent the factory. They sent the, the equipment that was inside the factory. I mean, they sent it all. Every bolt. <laughs> the stuff doesn't even exist. And it's not like you can go to the China. Hey, you know what? Uh, how about if we just uh, take all the uh, equipment back? China's going to be like, yeah, I don't think so. But nonetheless, I think it's a good start. We'll have to wait. I'll wait to see uh, what the details are. Uh, but we are going to have a new tariff meeting this afternoon. I think it's uh, 3.30 Eastern time. I think I think that's going to be more on the steel and aluminum along with Mexico and Canada. Hey, if you want to get out of that tariff, then you need to give concessions in the NAFTA deal, which I think would be wonderful. 
Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't think it's going to have to do with China, but maybe it could. So this was just just breaking out of the Wall Street Journal that the Trump administration wants to reduce the trade deficit with China by $100 billion. And that's big. That's big. I, I don't, again, unfortunately, I don't know that it's possible because most of the stuff that they're sending in here doesn't even exist in here anymore. Oh, by the way, before the break, yesterday I told you about Movie Pass. A lot of people, a lot of writing on that today. I don't know if you noticed. So they've said that they've turned off the app inside the application itself. They've turned off the location tracker. <laughs> but here's the funny thing: in the patent that they filed, they made no mention of this tracking device. Nor did they make any mention of it in the in the the app prospectus anywhere. But allegedly, MoviePass has voluntarily turned it off. Of course, six months from now, they may turn it back on and not tell you. But just thought I'd let you know about that. We're going to talk about Apple when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump spoke in January to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, an annual gathering of CEOs, celebrities, and liberal politicians who think they run the global economy. Trump wasn't on the initial guest list for Davos, and few in the audience were pleased when he decided to crash their party. After all, Trump did win the presidency by campaigning against the global elites. The world is witnessing the resurgence of a strong and prosperous America, Trump told the world's movers and shakers in Davos. There has never been a better time to hire, to build, to invest, and to grow in the United States. America is open for business, and we're competitive once again. But Trump warned his reluctant audience that they owe a duty of loyalty to the people, workers, customers who made you who you are. In an obvious reference to China, Trump said, The U.S. will no longer turn a blind eye to unfair economic practices, including massive intellectual property theft, industrial subsidies, and pervasive state-led economic planning. These and other predatory behaviors are distorting the global markets and harming businesses and workers, not just in the U.S., but around the globe, Trump said. The president sent a high-powered advance team to Davos, including Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. At a press conference the day before Trump arrived, these cabinet secretaries pushed back against the media's disdain for the American president. When a reporter asked the inevitable, tiresome question of whether Trump's America First policy would start a trade war, Secretary Wilbur Ross was ready with a crisp answer. There have always been trade wars, he said. The difference now is U.S. troops are coming to the ramparts. Secretary Ross continued, Unfortunately, every single day there are various parties violating the rules and taking advantage. Ross's comments echoed what the president told CEOs at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Conference in November. We are not going to let the United States be taken advantage of anymore, Trump said. From this day forward, we will compete on a fair and equal basis. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find alerts and strategies for strengthening our economy and standing against socialism. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. You know, you ever wonder when companies pack it all up and they shift every single piece of their manufacturing outside of the United States, what it's all about? You know, we talk about hourly labor. Right, that that's easy. Right, that 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 part's pretty simple. But when you think about it, you know you've got you got to ship it. You're supposed to have you know import duties and all kinds of other you know besides just putting it on the boat, all these custom fees, import duties, all these things uh, plus the cost of the shipping you got to make up. But you know what really is happening. And I'll give you, Apple just released their report. They operate, they manufacture in 30 countries. None of them here, by the way. They do other stuff here, but they they threaten every once in a while to start doing something here, and then they're like, ah, never mind, forget it. It's like Foxconn in Wisconsin, probably never coming. Apple said yesterday, that it found a higher number of serious violations of its labor and environmental policies for its suppliers. See, in good faith, Apple and and all the rest of them, they they have these quote-unquote labor and environmental policies. Yeah, because they, you know, they want to be good citizens of the world. Such as falsifying work hours, you know, falsifying the age of workers, expanding its scope of annual audits of conditions of workers making its iPhones and other products. They have 756 suppliers. Just, just so you know, in case you wanted to know. 756. Now, in fairness, Apple doesn't technically own these companies, right? Some Foxconn, as an example, owns a lot of these supplier companies. And Apple's just, oh, hey, we just buy the stuff from them. You know, we, you know, it's not us doing it, right? You know, that, that game. Apple's code of conduct, according to a new report by the company, which carried out audits for the last 12 years. See, I would say by 12 years we've got a pattern, okay? In the latest report, they audited, now they've only got 756, okay? It's not like they've got 10 million. They audited 197 of them. So they're, you know, 25%. 
We can argue back and forth whether that's enough or not. And, and judging by Apple's scores, which they seem to be proud of, I think we could argue that's not even nearly enough. Apple, which uh, runs one of the largest manufacturing chains in the world, said in its report the number of quote-unquote low performers. Now, a low performer would be a supplier that scored 59 points or less out of 100. So even in, you know, for me, a guy that went to public school, that'd be an F. <laughs> right? uh, they said in, in their in their report that they, the three percent of all of their supply chain scored Fs. High performers, which by the way, that'd be a, a ninety or above, fifty nine percent. That's it. Not even 60% of these suppliers scored 90% or above above in rules that, let's face it, most of the code of conduct in Apple would not fly here in the United States. Apple found 44 core violations out of the 197. See, now, now you get into the details. Core violations are some the more significant ones. So in one out of every four audits conducted, there is a big problem going on. But still didn't get these, not big enough to give them all Fs, by the way. They said 44 core violations, which was double the previous year. So things are actually getting worse, not better. These uh, instances where employees were forced to pay excessive fees for the job. Yeah, see, in, in Apple's world, and this, this ought to tell you all you need to know about these jobs that we say we don't want. One of the big core violations was the company charging people to work for them. Yes, and, and and here was the funny part. There's apparently that standard operating procedure, but Apple got upset because some of the places were excessive with what they charged people to work there. Yeah. In one case, 700 foreign contract workers recruited from the Philippines were charged a million dollars to work for one of the suppliers. Compliance with Apple's 60-hour work week fell from 98% to 94% and is, you know, obviously uh, continuing to fall. And it uncovered 38 cases of falsification of work hours. Now, I'm just going to do math. They only audited 197 places. If 38 of them were caught falsifying work data, work hours, that's 20%. Well, 19.3. Not 94%. That's not 94. I'm just saying. They say when they find such falsification, 
It notifies the chief executive of the supplier. Now, there you go. See, we told somebody, right? It's like the Penn State thing, right? Joe Pa told somebody. I told the president of the school. I don't know what he did with it. We're committed to raising the bar every year across our supply chain, according to Jeff Williams. You've been doing this for 12 years. You mean you haven't fixed it yet? But then again, I'm just pointing it out. There's so much here. They don't want fair trade, right? They want to be able to do whatever they feel like doing, and they know they can't get away with it here, but they can get away with it other places. Just add that to the pile of why it is so many people are against treating America treating itself fairly. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, 800 uh, This is a special. We're going to run it two days. And it's my favorite coin in the world because I just think they're awesome looking. Uh, the U.S. $5 India. Now, the Indian series, uh, they, they were supposed to go with the St. Gaudens, right? So Teddy Roosevelt... He didn't think the Liberty Coins were, they weren't good-looking enough, right? He, he thought that they weren't uh, majestic enough to represent uh, how powerful America was, and they needed a better-looking coin, and they commissioned Augusta St. Gaudens, and, and he came up with the design uh, which is now known as the St. Gaudens piece. Uh, believe it or not, St. Gaudens died right as they were putting it out, so they named the coin after him. Uh, but they also said, you know what? We need a fractional coin to go with it. Uh, Bella Pratt is the one that designed the $5 Indian. It's the only coin to this day that actually has an incused design. And that, all that means is they actually engraved into the coin. And they started minting the Indians in 1908. And they minted them all the way to 1916, and then they stopped. And people thought because of that incused design, the plague was going around. That according to Eric, and I repeat this because Eric swears that it's true, and I believe him, that they stopped minting the Indians because they were worried that they carried the plague. And according to Eric, that's where, hey, don't put that in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. Came from, that's where that saying came from, having to do with the $5 Indian. Then, So from 1916, they didn't mint them anymore until one year, 1929. And then they were never minted again. So it is a, a very limited mintage. You know, the Saints went from, uh, oh, really, the 07, 08, all the way up to gold confiscation in 1933. The $5 Indian went from 1908 to 1916. And then one more year, 1929, is when they uh, mint, last minted the coin. Only twice in all of its mintages 
that they mint more than a million of them in any in any one year. And I got to believe the vast majority of these uh, got melted down. This is one of the this is of all the Indians. This is probably one of the, you know the rarest ones, the five dollar Indian. Uh, normal price is four hundred and thirty five dollars today and tomorrow. U.S. five dollar Indians. This is the male Indian. So this is not Lady Liberty. Uh, this is a male Indian. He's got the full Indian head headdress on. Uh, the the reverse of the coin is the American eagle, and he's on a perch. You know, like on a branch. He's on a on a perch on on the backside. Uh, just a great looking coin. They're four hundred and twenty five dollars uh, for the next two days at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, the U.S. $5 Indian, Bella Pratt was the artist. Uh, this was the coin, the fractional coins that were going to go with the St. Gaudens. Uh, remember, the $10 Indian is the female Lady Liberty. Then you've got the $5 and the $2.5, which was the, the male Indian. So we're doing the quarter ounce, the $5 male Indian, 425 uh, for the next two days, just call the 800 number. Arlene will be here. She'll take your orders. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. I will not have these at the picnic. Uh, so if you want to, you can order them from me there if you'd like, uh, but I won't have these available at uh, at the barbecue this weekend in Johnstown, but you can always just call and order Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Dow just went negative, and I expect it to stay there because uh, gold's down. And right now, gold and the Dow seem to be running together lately. Uh, gold's at thirteen twenty one. Silver's at sixteen forty five. Uh, the Dow, like I said, the Dow was up a- about a hundred points, and now uh, just went negative. It's down twenty right now. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not really sure if, if uh, my guess would be would have to do with comments being made by Mario Draghi right now. One of the things Draghi did say was the ECB is going to continue to wind down its bond buying operation. So, so again, so we're trying to sell some bonds, right? And the Federal Reserve's trying to get rid of theirs. The ECB continues to buy less and less of them, uh, but but the one thing that he did say that that had uh, uh, gold falling a little bit was he's still not convinced about this whole inflation thing. And you know what? I don't know. We'll have to wait wait and see what what is going to happen there. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a big day. I will tell you that. So we've got jobs tomorrow, but it, no one really cares what the number is going to be. Uh, somewhere around 200k, you know, 180 to 220, something in that area would be my guess. Everybody's going to be looking at the wage component. Did you continue to make some money allegedly, uh, like you did in January? Remember what happened in January? And I told you, yes, they, according to the BLS, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, yes, you made more money. But companies just cut your hours. 
So you actually, your paycheck, the average paycheck last month actually went down about $1.70 a week. Uh, but we had that really hot wage number. If we have it again, it gets real interesting. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Just want to leave you with J.P. Morgan co-president Daniel uh, Pinto. He is Jamie Dimon's second, if you will. Talking about the equity markets. Sometime in the next year or two, there's going to be a correction. It could be a deep correction. It could be 20 and 40% depending upon valuations. Of course, we, the tax cuts help the valuation some, right? But how big, he's not sure. The most important thing for someone like us, speaking about J.P. Morgan, is just be prepared. And you know what? That's all we ask you to do. Be prepared. You know what's coming. We all know what's coming. It went up 40% in one year. We know what happened. right? Remember the housing market? It's the same thing. right? And it will correct because they created a bubble. They won't admit it. Matter of fact, they'll tell you they can't see it. Can't see it. Well, it's there. And and they're going to see it. And now J.P. Morgan, now it's, it's not Jamie Dimon because, you know, Jamie Dimon, you know, he's the rah-rah guy. The number two guy saying, hey, 20, 40 percent, something like that, depending on valuation, and be prepared. U.S. $5 Indian. My favorite coin, and I, and you shouldn't buy it because it's my favorite, but they're awesome. I'm not going to lie about it. $425 today at 800 951 Remember, Johnstown, we're going to be there Saturday from 11 to 2. Everybody's going. We're going to have giveaways going on every 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, we got a barbecue buffet there. We got lunch. Uh, make a donation to the station. Check out our new offices. If the meet and greet, me and Wendy are going to be there. Uh, Jason and Brian, the guys that are going to be doing the new show, are going to be there. Come out, say hello, do some business. Let's have a great time. Uh, and, and I will say this. Ramon has been pestering me to take a bunch of pictures. And I told him, I said, you know, my fear is, is because it's about the message. And I am so good looking that if people see my picture and we put it up all over the website, they may forget about the message. Ramon said to me, uh, I've seen you. Yeah. You're not good looking, so it's going to be okay. So we'll have some pictures up of the event. So those of you in Phoenix that want to know what our office in Colorado looks like and what the vault looks like, uh, we'll put those up on the website as well for everybody to see. Uh, so I hope to see everybody up in Johnstown. 2 South Parish Avenue in Johnstown is the address. Uh, we are at the KHNC Studios there from 11 to 2 on Saturday. Uh, for those of you that can't make it, just give us a call. Call and order this show. We'll run again tomorrow. That Indian special, I don't care what gold does it, it will run again tomorrow. Uh, U.S. $5 gold Indians, the 
plague-carrying gold Indian coins. Don't put them in your mouth. Uh, they won't melt, but you just don't know where they've been. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Colorado, I can't wait to see you.